Welcome to Success Hackers, cracking the entrepreneurial code, the podcast that's focused on empowering entrepreneurs to find the edge and take their business to a whole nother level. We're peeking behind the curtain to learn entrepreneurial shortcuts and success strategies from the most successful entrepreneurs on the planet. Get ready for mind-blowing entrepreneurial tips with your host, high-performance business coach, keynote speaker, and author, Scott Hansen. Showtime in three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody, to Success Hackers. I am your host, Scott Hansen. Hope you're having an amazing day, as always. A quick business coach tip before we get started. And uh, when I work with my business owner clients in my coaching business, a lot of things we do is talk to them about scaling. They come to me as their coach and say, Scott, I want to scale. I want to grab more, drive more revenues, increase profitabilities, etc. All of that is the mechanics and the strategies and the tactics to running a successful business. But there's also another side of success in your business called the psychology or the mindset of success. If you're looking at an iceberg and you see the top portion of the iceberg, that's actually the smallest portion of the iceberg. The below the surface, below the water is actually the mass of the iceberg. The mass of the iceberg is like your business is the mass is actually the psychology, the mindset of your business. Without it, you will only be able to reach a certain level of success. So I wanted to read you something from a book that I've been reading recently. You will only perform at the level of your self-image. Let me repeat that because it's important. You will only perform at the level of your self-image. So if you don't feel like you deserve wealth, if you don't feel like you deserve to work less and actually earn more, if you don't feel like you're good enough, if you don't even feel like you're worthy of becoming a millionaire or a multimillionaire, guess what? Then you won't be. You have to constantly be working on becoming someone different, someone who actually has the mindset and the psychology of a high performer. And Maybe one day we'll actually go into this in greater detail, but I want to leave you with that one quick coaching tip. Oh, and make sure to stay all the way to the end because I have something brand new that I want to share with all of you guys. So Hacker Nation, let's get down to business. We're about to speak to someone who can literally teach us how to start marketing our business in a more efficient, effective way. Today our featured guest is Mr. Derek Champagne. Derek, are you ready to rock? You bet, Scott. Let's do this. All right. Derek Champagne is the founder and CEO of The Artist Evolution, a full-service agency building memorable brands, marketing tools, and campaigns for startups to household brands. Derek is also the author of the best-selling marketing book, Don't Buy a Duck, and the host of the popular Business Leadership Series podcast that also airs as a weekly business show on ESPN Radio regionally. Derek aims to educate entrepreneurs, business owners, and marketers on creating effective marketing that drives engagement right to the bottom line through his online marketing course at www.champagnemarketingcourses.com. Dot com. Derek, welcome to Success Hackers, man. It is great to have you on the show. Man, Scott, thanks for having me. Already at the beginning of the show, you shared that that value bomb, and I'm I'm pumped up. That was awesome. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. It's uh, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. I'm excited to expose your knowledge and your wisdom to our Hacker Nation community of business business growth experts and entrepreneurs that listen to the show. So I want to I really want to jump right into this thing called marketing, and I think. One of the things, Hacker Nation, that we're going to dispel or get rid of from a myth standpoint is 
Well, if I spend mark if I spend money on marketing, that means I could literally go broke. And I've had people actually ask me ask me that in my coaching business, and I say, that's because you're probably not doing the marketing the right way. So you talk about Derek, you talk about the five crisis points in marketing. Can you share with our Hacker Nation what those five crisis points might be? You bet. And, and I want to start by saying, yes, I'm a marketing expert and here's why. It's because mm. I've been an entrepreneur for most of my life. At 11 years old, I was already doing doing business in some way or another. So that's one reason why I've had eight companies. A few have failed and a few have done well. Mm. And over the past decade, I've had the opportunity to review over a thousand brands and see where they were getting stuck. That's where my expertise comes from. So it's from a practical application standpoint. I'm a small business owner, just like your listeners. So I want to preface with that. Awesome. So here's what I've seen that work. Here's what the five crisis points. These are common crisis points we found from startups all the way to $100 million brands. The big, big guys usually have it figured out, as we know, because they're well-oiled machines. Right. But the first one, and these are, I'm going to tell your listeners, these are simple. So if you listen to it, you go, I got that. Good. But I, let me tell you that in reviewing well over a thousand brands, many have not. So just take a minute here. First one is, who am I? Do you, have you identified what your unique selling proposition is? The framework for how you want your business to be known for? Who am I? That is often overlooked. We see businesses that have been around for years that haven't properly identified who they are. And so identifying who you are also means understanding who your customers are. So, mm. you know, so I'm sorry, understanding who your competition is, not so that you can copy them, but so that you have a better understanding of your entire landscape of your market. And when I talk about understanding your competition, I'm saying dig deeper, understand what they're doing with their key messaging, what, what type of messaging and call outs are they doing, calls to action, what are their testimonials and online reviews look like, what campaigns are they doing, what are their blogs, what responses are they getting from their blogs, what are their customers saying, what's their press releases and their PR look like, what are they doing on social media, are they doing billboards or print or television or niche magazines, direct mail, pay-per-click, search ads and optimization, community involvement, promotional offers, understand their world. We do this with every campaign we build from from smallest brands and say, let's understand the landscape. So we say not to copy, but so we know how we can have a message that resonates and cuts through all the noise and clutter. Mm. Mm. Who am I? I understand who I am because I know who the people around me are, my competition, and I know what makes me unique and what my unique selling point is. And this is where I'm going to hang my hat for my business. So when I do my marketing, I know it's going to stick. That way we're not a me too, me too, me too business because if everybody's saying the same thing, then nothing's being said. You're just bringing category awareness and chances are you might be in a category that is saturated or that has significant competition. So really simple. Sit down and do an exercise of saying here's how I want to be known. Here's the moods and emotions and adjectives I want associated with my business and here is what makes me different. It makes it hard for others to copy what I do because it's me and it's my unique offering. Who am I? Who are they? Sounds simple again, but we find often that the target customer is not truly understood. And let me explain what I mean by this. I'm talking about building relationships with the right people, the people who will be enthusiastic ambassadors and consumers of your product or service for the right reasons. If you're in a relationship, is it forgivable to not know your spouse's or your significant other's birthday? No. What about the restaurants they like? 
What about their political affiliation? We could go on. So I'm talking about profiling your target customer. Yeah. Understand their age, their gender, their income, their ethnicity, their marital status, their religion, their education, what stage of life they're in, what kind of places they like to shop, their buying patterns, their geographical location. Obviously, if you're a brick and mortar that has a regional business, their hobbies. See, when you understand those things, you can start to have a relationship with them and you start to be relevant to them. That's often overlooked. And it's not hard to do. It really takes time of building a relationship, and it's something you have to do anyway. It's the foundation of building a good brand. That's what we call the brand's Bermuda Triangle. I identify that in my book, Don't Buy a Duck. And th that's the who am I and who are they? And we see this ongoing cycle of confusion. Hmm. Let me, If I can give you an example of a, of a client that we had that was a small business and how them changing the who they are uh, made a difference. We had a client that came to us, and their name was Amgene. They were doing a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. That's great. Off to a great start. They were growing. They were, But they were trying to do radio ads, and they, they came to us and said, radio doesn't work. Your listeners might resonate with this. We put money in this. It doesn't work. These marketing people are coming in and telling us, do radio. Do Facebook. Well, we started digging a little bit deeper. We always go into audit mode. So before we say that doesn't work, we say, well, why didn't it work? Let's look at everything. Do you really know who you are? Do you know your target customers? Are you, and we asked several key questions. So after an hour and a half of meeting with this client, we finally unearthed, and it took a while, that what Amgene did was they actually were they, – they would de-brick homes and put a Tyvek weatherproof coating on the home, these beautiful homes, and then brick them back up and make them, make them waterproof because they were having leaks in them. Big old mansions. And I said – finally I said, oh, you guys are weatherproofing experts. Right. They're like, yeah, we're weather – so guess what? We changed their name to weatherproofing experts. Weatherproofingexperts.com. Mm. And, and, and proofing is the word roofing. So weatherproofing right. experts. And and uh, and they had this they had this uh, this puzzle piece that they love for some reason. They had puzzle piece in their logo. Enigma. It was confusing. It was hard to figure out. If let me tell you this: if you can't figure out, and others are having trouble figuring out what you do when they're consultants, imagine how hard it is for your your customer right. to figure out right. what makes you unique and who yeah. you are. Make it easy. Build a good relationship. Make it easy. So that's my example. When we changed that, it changed everything for them. Radio suddenly worked. Imagine hearing that. Weatherproofingexperts.com. That makes sense. And so little tweaks sometimes and understand who you are and who they are make a difference. The third crisis point of the five crisis points that we found, again, with over a 1,000 brands is not choosing the right tools. Hmm. And what that means is – and when I say tools, I'm talking about anything that you need to use, a business card, a brochure, your website, uh, your outgoing message, whatever it might be. A lot of times we find customers who have taken the time to figure out who they are who their customer is, target customer is, and they've got this great message, this great brand. And then they go, well, we don't want to really invest in changing our brochure right now, so let's just get that out there. Right. So they dumb down their campaign to match their existing materials mm. instead of improving their existing materials to meet this amazing, awesome campaign. That's a common mistake. You'll see it with some bigger brands sometimes when they recycle advertising. You're going, what are you doing? Yeah. And they're, they get mediocre results. So that's the third thing. Make sure the tools you're using are actual good tools. Yeah, you wouldn't right. go. You wouldn't go use a, a a toothpick to go and dig with to dig out a garden. You need a shovel, and so make sure you have the right tools. The fourth thing is having a plan. I have a chapter in my book that says if your marketing is not going according to plan, it's probably because you don't have a plan. Hmm. Because without a plan, without a vision, where are you going? Right. And how does your team get behind you? And even bigger, how do your customers get behind you? Exactly. Have a plan. And that sounds so simple, but it's a roadmap. It's so important. So knowing who you are, understanding who your customers are, 
having the right tools, using the right tools, having a plan in place. And I'm, ta- I'm not talking about a sophisticated plan. It can be a simple plan. It could be a two-page or one-page plan that says, here's the five tactics that we're going to do consistently uh, to, to have multiple touch points and communication with our target customers. Exactly. The last thing, and this one is so simple and it's so overlooked. I, I hear business owners all the time go, yes, that's what I need, is execution. Right. Consistent execution. Creativity and strategy mean nothing unless they bridge with consistent execution. There's mm. no point. There's no point unless you're going to have consistent execution. And again, when we do audits, we often hear, well, that didn't work. And we dig in. We're like, oh, you tried that for two months. Or who on your team is even doing that? It, you, who's it, who is the number one? I have, there's a guy named Dr. Steve Graves. He's worked with all kinds of great businesses. I got the opportunity to partner with him in two companies. And in strategy and implementation meetings, he would we would write all these ideas on the board like I'm talking about. And then he would point out and go, who's the number one on this? Who's, who's going to own this? Who's going to take this? In your campaigns, you've got to know who the number one is. And if you're a small business owner, it might be you. But just know who's responsible for doing this consistent execution. And when I'm talking about consistent execution, I'm talking about making ongoing first downs. See, most, most, a lot of small business owners want to throw the Hail Mary pass and see the touchdown. But most good football, think Alabama, think these big college teams, most of it is not happening with a 70, 80 yard run. It happens first down at a time. And if you're consistent with your first downs, you have a playbook, that's your plan, right? And if, you're, if you've got the plan and you're following it and you're making first down, first down, first down, now look back. You're halfway down the field. First down, first down, first down. You have a plan. You have a vision. You have a goal. That is how good marketing and business growth happens. And I'm telling you with over a thousand brands, that's, those are the five things we've seen that when they're in place correctly, we see businesses shave four or five years of guesswork out of growing their business on the marketing side. What Derek just shared is absolutely amazing because it's simple, everybody can do it, but yet the majority of business owners and businesses that he works with in the beginning and that I work with in the beginning, they don't have these steps in place, right? They don't. They might know how to do that, but they don't take the time to do it because, again, maybe they look at marketing as I'm having someone write a blog post or I'm having someone share a piece of information on my Facebook page. And at the end of the day, I want everybody listening right now that to realize that like sales is a process, so is marketing. I mean, there's a, there's like like Derek just shared, there's a start point and then there's an end point. And then if you don't get it perfectly right, well, then maybe you have to make some tweaks. But at the end of the day, there's something called tactical versus strategic marketing. Tactical mm-hmm. is where you advertise, the radio, as you mentioned, the newspaper, online, etc., all of those things work depending on everything Derek just shared, your target audience, what kind of business you are. So it's not necessarily that those vehicles, those tactical strategies don't work. It's your other side of your marking, the strategic side, the messaging, everything Derek just shared. So Hacker Nation, start working on your marketing game plan as Derek talked about it. We'll have a We'll have a link toward the end here in the show notes page on where you can get more information, not only about his book, which has all that information, but also his courses as well to really start to familiarize yourself with how to do marketing and how to do marketing in the right way. So you talked about some of these five components to marketing and the pillars that that represent them, which I agree on 100% is you talked about the execution in marketing just now and how important the execution is and moving the ball down the field one first down at a time. 
Then you have a business owner that maybe is a two or three person shop and that business owner doesn't necessarily have a marketing director or a marketing person. So guess what? It's him or her doing the marketing, doing the sales, trying to do the books, trying to do the networking, trying to do all those things. And I know this is a little bit of a loaded question, but maybe what's one or two things, Derek, that that small business owner can do right away to make sure that their marketing is attracting the right client, that their marketing is working rather than just a cost. It's more of an investment, and an investment actually produces ROI where a cost is a loss leader. How can they start doing maybe one or maybe even two things if you're a small business owner to help them with the marketing? Yeah, I think that's great. And I'm going to share an acronym here in a second. I do want to say this. Yes, you may be the, maybe have a small team, but you can put together. So the first thing I want you to do is you can't do it all on your own and you're going to need, you're going to need to identify and, and I'll pull up a few of these, but you, you need a core team and that might be a couple of freelancers that are working with you and that's okay, but you need a quarterback. So do assign a quarterback. Even if you're only going to do one or two things, say, here's someone on my team. And if it's you, that's great. But somebody's going to quarterback the marketing efforts again, even if you're only doing a few things. And so you're going to identify your team and web web is such an, such an important component now that you probably need to have as a partner out there somewhere, whether it's a freelancer or your local company that you work with that says, here's who's going to make my web updates for me. Mm. And here's who's going to do graphic design for me. And there's freelancers out there. But the reason I recommend you pick one person is I want them to get to know your brand. It's really important to me. And I want them to get to know your brand because I want them to be consistent for you. Because there's nothing worse than having inconsistent marketing tools out there that start to cause confusion. A lot of times in our audits, we'll look at it. And I'm not talking about this big multi-billion dollar company. I'm talking about startups. And we'll look at their materials. We're like, this looks like three different companies and three different messages and three different campaigns that have nothing to do with each other. That's a lot of work and a lot of pressure for that poor little little advertising campaign. Right, right. You want to have your, your materials and everything aligned. So picking a good team is a good idea. So I want to say pull a few freelancers in that you trust, ask for referrals, and we can give you some recommendations on that. But then let me tell you about what we put in place that gives us gives us confidence. And I have an acronym called PETMAG, and that's plan, execute, track, measure, adjust, and grow. And the idea here is to trust the process. If you have a good plan in place and you're executing consistently – and have tracking in place. You say, how do you know if you're getting results? Well, you need to pick things that have trackability to them. If you can't track them, you don't know if it's doing well. Right. I've had clients come to me and, and cop out of the same industry. One will say, oh, you can't track. It's impossible in our industry. And then the the, comp- the competition in the next town is do- that's a client of ours is is tracking. And we're, we're, we're getting perfect tracking for them. So if you, you have to be willing to put the system in place. Most things you do now have a tracking option. Whether you're doing traditional media, your traditional media placement partner can help you with tracking. There's tracking numbers and phone numbers you can put in place. You can simply ask the phone call or ask the lead, how did you hear about us? Right. You can put tracking in place, but make a simple spreadsheet. So the biggest thing is if you want to know if it's working for you, make a spreadsheet and find a way to track. It doesn't have to be sophisticated, but be consistent in knowing where your leads come from. You might be surprised. You might be trying out a radio spot for a couple thousand a month, and that's more than you ever spent. You're practically spending all of your right. revenue on that radio spot. And then you might be doing a Facebook ad for $100, and that might be outperforming. We did a campaign where we had an oral surgeon that was spending quite a bit. He was spending $10,000 a month, and that's a lot for an oral surgeon. Yes, they're making a lot of money, but that's, that's a big campaign for a local guy. And, and uh, in that $10,000, 300 of the budget was for Facebook, and the other seven or the other nine, over 9,000 was for other traditional media. 60% of the, the qualified leads were coming from that $300 Facebook ad. You imagine if we hadn't tracked that? 
we yeah. were able to save the client $9,000 a month yeah. because we tracked. Yeah. So track. But this PetMag acronym gives you confidence to the plan, execute, track, measure, adjust, grow. That allows you to be strategic and not emotional in your marketing. What kind of services, in a nutshell, do you guys provide your clients? Yes, absolutely. So what our, what our agency calls ourselves are the heavy lifters. So we, we go in and this is a mindset too, honestly, that came, that is my mantras, the without fail mantras through, through my entire life. We always say, whatever we do, we're going to do what we say we're going to do and we're going to do it without fail. And everyone on our team has that attitude and, and we're qualified in, in placing Facebook ads and media placement. And so everything that we do though, our mindset is let's make sure this gets done, but let's do it right. So yeah, we'll set up from start to finish. We'll set up a, uh, the messaging. We'll set, we'll do the graphic design. We'll do the ad placement. We'll do the measurement. Uh, it, it, we'll, we'll time it along with the press release. We'll, it, everything is all about integrated marketing, getting multiple eyeballs, as many as possible that are relevant to see the messaging as many times as possible at a time when they're most likely to respond and keeping the, the product top of mind and tip of tongue and engaging a response. Fantastic. Well, we're going to shift gears for a second, Derek. And uh, I want to know, can you get vulnerable with us for a minute? I'd love to. So I believe that all high performers and successful individuals look at failure a little bit differently than most people. They actually use failure, what I call feedback and course correction. So take us back to a time, one time, all you get is one on the shows where you failed and maybe you wanted to even give up, but you actually used that one failure as fuel to your success fire. Yeah, great question. Um, yeah, failure. <clears throat> I've, I've had, I mentioned a couple of businesses that have failed, but I'm going to a, uh, I'm gonna go to a more personal, smaller level and tell you guys uh, kind of how my agency was born and it was out of that failure. And I was in transition. I was in the music agency for years. I, we, we played all over the country. We were a Hollywood band. I was, in the, I was a bass player at the Viper Room when Johnny Depp owned it. Mm. And, and that, was, that was my life for many years. And I, I, was, I had an entertainment marketing company. And through some transitions, I ended up out of the business. And, and Napster came along in the, the, around the turn of the century. And the, the music industry, is, as many of you remember, just completely changed. It went all digital. And it, it, went, it went just – it went uh, listener driven and less less uh, of the uh, of the labels, and so I found myself transitioning. So I went from being a Hollywood musician uh, that loved that life to suddenly fast forward, uh, and I was settling in a cubicle in Northwest Arkansas. <laughs> That's the fastest way I can share that with you. So, yeah, <laughs> right. There's some there's many things in between that. Yeah, of course, good, of course. Let, let me just let me just say that, and, and and here's what happened to me. I remember. Uh, and, and, and even worse than that for me is the, the group, the, the, one of the main acts that I was with, we had music on TV shows and soundtracks and all that kind of stuff. And, and they, I thought when I left that they were going to come follow me and instead, not only did they not stop, they thrived in LA, Yeah, thrived. And I remember sitting in this cubicle, it's 2007, <laughs> July of 2007. And, uh, and I got a call from one of my friends and they said, did you, did you hear that John Mayer, the singer just endorsed your old musical act hmm. and just millions, millions of views and all these things. And I, I literally heard a bang in my head of <laughs> an explosion, literally, yeah. literal. I ended up going to the emergency room. I felt like such a failure. I had, I had that FOMO that I was always worried that I would have that fear of missing yeah. out that. Yeah. And then, and then, but it doesn't usually happen at that level. And it did yeah. and it happened big. And here I am in Northwest Arkansas where I had grown up, never was going to live there again. And I'm sitting there going, what do I do next? And, and I was really, I was really mad at myself even for my reaction because I had not wanted that to succeed. Out, out of that, here's what happened good for me on that. I learned a couple things. 
the first thing I did, and it was a process, is I learned how to be a legacy entrepreneur. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know that I coined it, but that's what. It, but that's the word I use. And I, what that means is, whenever I leave something, whenever I move on to a new project, I want where I left to thrive and do great without me there. I want it to live on and on and on. That's my legacy. Right. And I want to be happy that I have my unique fingerprint on it, even if nobody ever knows again. In fact, there's a certain satisfaction about disappearing from it and letting it thrive and you're not having your name on the wall mm. or your name on the sign. <clears throat> and I have that mindset with my business now. And everything that I've touched since then is I'm going to be okay with it. But that was really tough. It was a big failure for me, big, big failure. And what happened out of that is actually end up starting the Arch Evolution. When we've, we've been in business for 10 years. I've owned eight companies, and this one I've had has been my most successful one to date. Uh, and that came out of that tra- that failure for me. And it was a big failure because it was a, it was a failure uh, on the deepest, most personal level for me. Yeah. yeah. I can handle other failures. Other failures are fine, but that one was tough for me. Yeah, and Hacker Nation, you know, every time we have this segment of the show, we it's, it's, it's really awesome to hear people like Derek and – the other 130 plus odd guests over the last few years share their breakthrough, their aha moment or their fail forward moment. And it just goes to show you that whatever stuff you're in right now, it feels like the world is coming down on you. You, you know, it's crashing down or whatever else. And you feel like maybe there's no way out again, 130 guests later, guys and gals, guys like Derek and other people that have been on the show, they all have every single one of them have had a fail forward moment, a, fo- a fail moment, just one and many in the, in the lineage of guests that have been on here. And all of our message to you who's listening is this. If you're going through your moment, trust me when I tell you this, you can't see maybe the other side of it. You can't maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel. But not only will you come out, as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other, not only will you come out, not only will you come into the light, but you're going to be able to utilize that one quote-unquote failure and look back on it and use it just like Derek did. He used all of that and he created a brand new thriving business that has been running for 10 years based on the time that he failed. So we're all behind you, Hacker Nation. If you're going through your stuff, we all got your back. We've all been through one or many fail-forward moments and uh, just keep putting one foot in front of the other and continue to listen here for the show for guys like Derek sharing sharing and being vulnerable, frankly, to all of us. All right, Derek, we are now entering the randomness round. It's kind of like putting you on the success hackers version of the hot seat. (laughs) Whatever's the first answer that comes to mind, just let it rip. So, Derek, are you ready for the randomness round? Well, let's do this. Best advice you've ever received? Join a mastermind group. What's a daily habit that you do sometime throughout the day that puts you in a great frame of mind? Practice gratitude. You now own a time machine. I want you to travel back in time to when you were 25 years old again. What advice would your current self, knowing about life and business, give your 25-year-old self? Listen to others. Don't, you don't have to do it alone. Surround yourself with mentors and advisors. What is the one trait that you have that's contributed mostly to your success? My without-fail attitude. What is a hidden talent that you have that maybe most people may not know about you? I'm a bass player and singer. What is one book that you've read that's made an impact on your business? View from the Top by Aaron Walker. If you can recommend one social media tool or overall service to our Hacker Nation community, what would that be? Loom Video. 
uh, for uh, email video marketing. Well, Derek, you are now officially off the randomness round hot seat. This has been absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for sharing these incredible success strategies with our Hacker Nation. Where can our listeners maybe find out more about you, your business, your book, or anything else that you would like to share? Yeah, I've got a couple of things. One is uh, always always jump in on LinkedIn. I'd love to meet you there, Derek Champagne. I'm very active there. I, I give away books each week, and we have we have a lot of fun on LinkedIn. Uh, I also have this marketing course that was mentioned at the beginning. It's called ChampagneMarketingCourses.com. My wife and I did that together, and we're really excited. It's made for the small business owner. It's a DIY approach to marketing. There's we have my wife and I do all the videos. There's 40 videos, 30 worksheets, and even at the end we have a, a template uh, customizable marketing plan. We looked for 10 years to find one of these, and we, there was not one available, so we built it ourselves. Hmm. I have a free giveaway for your listeners, if, sure. if I can. Yes. And that's at champagnemarketingcourses.com forward slash success. And we have a five-part video series that is a guide to instantly increasing your conversion with target customers. Wow. Thank you so much for that. And Hacker Nation, all of that, what Derek just shared, will be under successhackers.net. That's the website, successhackers.net. Look for Derek Champagne and um, everything that he just shared, which is awesome, um, will be on uh, on his website. So make sure to head over to successhackers.net to check that out. And also, when you're on the page, don't forget to click subscribe so that you don't miss any of these newest episodes. And before we end the show today, I wanted to make you all aware of something really cool that we have going on. Besides being the creator and host here on Success Hackers, I'm also a business strategist. I help business owners grow their number of clients, increase the revenue, while also helping them get complete clarity around creating and sustaining an incredibly successful business. As a matter of fact, I just helped the client grow his revenue by over 50% in his business in less than seven months. So here's the deal. Because you're a loyal listener, I'm offering what I call a free business breakthrough strategy session where I'm actually going to help you create some of the strategies that we talked about on the show today help you grow your business, and also help you to find additional revenue for your business in this business breakthrough session. Normally, this is $2,000, but I'm waiving that fee for a very limited time only. So if you want one of these business breakthrough sessions, simply go to 60minutebreakthrough.com. That's 60minutebreakthrough.com. This is Scott Hansen saying thanks again for listening to another episode of Success Hackers. Until the next show, go out and live with passion.